0: Good afternoon. It is Overreaction Monday, December 14th, 2020, and you are listening to the Pat McAfee Show. Pat had to uh, go deal with some things, so he had to run out, but we still have a great show for you. Uh, Pittsburgh radio legend Mark Madden joins the show today to talk about the Steelers and if they're dead and also, former GM of the Cleveland Browns and coaching assistant for the New England Patriots, co host of Hammer Don, the GM Shuffle Pod, writes for the Daily Coach, The Athletic. Michael Lombardi joins the show. And of course, AJ Hawk joins as well to overreact to everything that happened in week 14 of the NFL. So let's get into it. <laughs>
1: Uh, today is a glorious day because although there is one more game in this beautiful Week 14, we have learned a lot about the NFL. Yesterday was a magical day. Who's dead? Who's alive? will overreact to all of it. Speaking of overreactions, we'll have a Pittsburgh treasure, a national folklore, Mark Madden, joining us in about 20 minutes yeah, yeah. to talk about his Ooh. thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, since having one particular fan join their fan base have lost hundred percent of the games that they have played. We'll talk to Evan Fox about that. We'll talk to Mark Mann about his thoughts about Juju Smith Schuster's uh TikTok dance before the game, potentially igniting a little fire behind the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen actually said before the game to the boys, they can do all the singing and dancing. They want. We'll just go win a fucking game. And they did, by the way. And the Buffalo Bills did just that. Are the Steelers dead? That's a conversation that has to be had. Tonight's a big AFC North matchup between the Browns and the Ravens. It's the Browns win. Are the Browns the new team that everybody should be looking out for out of the AFC North? Or will the Browns continue to be the Browns of the last 50 years and lose to the Ravens tonight with a door potentially opening for them. I can't wait to see how that plays out. The Kansas City Chiefs get another win down in Miami, but they couldn't cover. Fuck. (sighs)
2: Son of a bitch.
1: How could they not cover by the way? I'll tell you how. Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions, two in the first quarter. It was problematic. But just like the Kansas City Chiefs do, and whatever they want to do, they can just turn it on just like that. Travis Kelsey will take off, Tyreek Hill will take off, and their defense will be able to get a couple stops until the very end, whenever they can't give up any points. For all those that cover or bet the Chiefs to cover seven points they choose not to do so, only win by six. Everybody's pissed off. But the Chiefs are still the same old team that we always thought they were, which is a team that can go on and win. Win whenever the fuck they want. Now the conversation revolves around who's the other AFC team that can compete with them to maybe represent in the Super Bowl. How about the Indianapolis Colts? Ooh. The Indianapolis Colts beat the dog shit out of the Raiders yesterday in Las Vegas. It's good news that T.Y. Hilton is probably going to win the Offensive Player of the Week for the AFC, which we predicted last week after he came on this show, because this show does that to people, gets them onto the player Players of the Week uh, awards things. But T.Y. Hilton now is scoring touchdowns. Phillip Rivers seems to be protected. The Colts' defense in the second half shuts it the fuck down whenever they want. And Kenny Moore had one of the nicest interceptions I've ever seen. But with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines in the backfield, with that offensive line, which by the way, Quentin Nelson played left guard yesterday, left tackle yesterday, and I think somewhere else, because Anthony Costanzo kind of had to leave and get something retaped and readjusted and come back out there. The Colts might be the best bet in the AFC to go against Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not, I wouldn't have said that five weeks ago, I don't think. I don't think i would have said that six weeks ago but i think what this team has become is a team that you can bet on now it is obviously difficult to know what the fuck phil rivers is going to do because phil rivers i don't think knows what phil rivers is going to do phil rivers has become very confident very comfortable in this colts offense that defense is great special teams is good i think you got to look at the indianapolis colts as the team of the afc but don't count out a couple teams that are inching in the back door the New England Patriots yeah. are potentially getting in the back door. Woo. Things are getting crazy all over the NFL, and we'll talk about it all today. Uh, also joining us, Michael Lombardi, former general manager of the Cleveland Browns and coaching assistant to the New England Patriots, will be joining us in an hour or two. Cannot wait to chat with him. Uh, and also your phone calls 1-888-623-3646. Give us a call. We can't wait to chat with you. And we have overreactions from all across Twitter. Uh, after like six minutes of the tweet being posted, it's started trending in the United States. We appreciate you. Yeah. It was trending alongside some very serious things. So, uh, happy week kind of sneak in there. Thanks everybody for keeping up and let's go ahead and have a goddamn day. At Tone Diggs, Pittsburgh Steelers. Dead.
3: Ooh. <laughs>
4: Bad, I don't want to overreact. No, but, no, yeah, 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 you got it. I got a five-step plan to fix the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Number one, first and foremost, fire Randy Fickner, okay? Worst Offense offensive co- coordinator in the entire NFL. Over the last 30 games, they have scored one touchdown on the opening possession. All those opening possession drives are uh, choreographed by Randy Fickner. Every single second and long, you hear the defense yell, watch you drop." Yep. Same thing uh, junior high defenses yell, yep. okay? Yeah. Worst offensive coordinator in the entire league. Okay, that's Number one. two, cut Eric Ebron. This guys,
5: Whoa. he's not a Steeler.
4: Oh, yeah. Guy's not a Steeler. He's not a Steeler. Nothing about him screams Pittsburgh Steeler. He's lost every single place he's gone. Ruined the Detroit Lions. He ruined the Colts. He's ruining the fucking Steelers. Get him out.
1: What, what? Now this is because he went over to Josh Allen and said, Hey, that Josh, good help. game, Josh. Nice.
4: That didn't help. Can't,
1: Can't do that, help. by the way. Can't do that. I mean, the drop passes Was are it? one thing mm-hmm. because the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team is dropping passes. But after the game, you just lost. By the way, big game in the AFC. That was oh, a yeah. big oh, game yeah. in the AFC for Huge. the Bills. And there was, while Josh Allen's live on national television giving an interview. You go and interrupt him, dap him up, smile, "How you doing?" Keep it moving then walk off. Tell him a good game. That's a tough. Look, New Pittsburgh wasn't going to be happy yeah. about it. As soon as I saw it happen, which you're not. Okay, so that's step two. By the way. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. So there's
4: three more. Here we go. Number three, get the defense healthy. Okay. Oh, okay. Need the boys. Need the, need
1: the horses in the stable. Okay. <laughs> need the horses in the stable. Act calm down.
4: All right. Number four, quit fucking dancing on other teams' logos. Ooh. Oh, this is Juju. Yeah. It sounds like. Mm. Yeah. It sounds Every single game, him and his goddamn TikTok following go out to the center logo and they do some stupid choreographed dance that some fucking four-year-old can create. And then <laughs> it hasn't hasn't bit him in the ass yet. But then the, the Bills used it as motivation yesterday. Was it the reason why the Steelers lost? Probably not. But do we need to be giving teams extra motivation when you stink right now? No. Yeah. Quit true. fucking dancing on other teams' logos. Yeah, okay? but
1: but by, by the way, the interesting thing about that is. He literally goes out there and just dances on the grave. So okay? yeah. Yeah. I mean just before the game. And the dance that he did yesterday actually had him doing he this did, on right? the thing. Yeah. And then yeah. I think he did this and he even did a uh, whoop you know what I mean? Myself. Like on the whole yeah. thing. It's wild what he was doing there. Yeah. And by the way, nobody said anything except for we saw what Poirier came out and said, you know, it gives you a little itch guy, out there and hit some. Hit some people in the head or whatever. I can't believe he was—he did it right in front of the uh, the Bills punter too. Oh yeah. So as I saw it happening, I was like hoping maybe the Bills punter will give him at least like a. Hey, uh, Juju, <laughs> get your fucking shit out. Go fuck yourself. That's interesting, though, but it's a new league, Diggs. It's a
4: new, yeah. Come
1: Diggs, on. Diggs, it's about fun. He's having fun. He's having fun.
4: Yeah, last time he did it, he was doing it uh, in front of Boz while Boz was trying to warm up for the game. Oh, so yeah, it made awesome. Boswell move, <laughs> yeah. actually, that he missed. <laughs> and speaking of the TikTok generation ruining uh, everything, uh, yeah. number five is if this piece of shit human being doesn't stop pretending to be a Steelers fan I'm oh, gonna call the, some of my family and I'm gonna feed him to the fucking fishes oh uh, you're talking Uh-oh. about the
1: Italians
4: he just yeah, yeah, says oh. shit oh, Foxy. Oh. If, if Foxy doesn't hit. cut his goddamn really? curse off within the next three weeks we're gonna have issues
1: add Evan Foxy I believe you are by the way Foxy number one Ebron number two Juju yeah. number five oh number three Randy Fichtner mm-hmm. number five Evan Fox <laughs> that's crazy you're up there in the. Uh, you're four of the five pillars of the Steelers sucking right now Evan <laughs>
2: Tone, that one hurts. Oh, <laughs> Tone, that one gonna hurts. Gonna First and foremost, I, I would like to say, you know, when I, I chose the Steelers to be my team, yeah. I thought it would be a little bit more fun. Yeah. All right? These <laughs> last two weeks have not been very fun as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But yeah. well, with that being said, it's like being a Lions <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's similar, but with that being said, I got a lot of people, including Tone Diggs, that said I'm a curse, all right? I didn't know people believed in curses these days. This is not Harry Potter. No way. This Uh isn't Lord of the Rings. No. This is real life, and this is a real fandom that I have for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's (laughs) right. Buffalo Bills are a good team. Give them a little credit here. Exactly. This is real life, and you're really messing it up, bro. (laughs) It's not a joke to
4: us like the Detroit Lions are. Okay. Oh, Oh.
1: Steelers Uh are a real thing. Okay. Steelers have real fans. Foxy, that's what they're saying to you. You're ruining their life.
2: Look, it's just like when you're out in Pittsburgh and someone's walking around a little too much confidence. All right, sometimes you got to get – Smacked in the mouth. <laughs> These last two weeks, the Steelers have lost. They needed that smack in the mouth because they were undefeated before that. Now, you know what they're going to do? What? They got to play the Bengals. What? They're going to bounce back and find their grid again. Yeah. 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 I,
1: I will say I will say this. It's been interesting because it does feel like Foxy's the most upset one about the Steelers <laughs> yeah. losing. Yeah. You know Very what I mean? Weird. He came in here head hanging low. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He said, is it me? And he's like, no, curses aren't real. Curses aren't a real thing. This isn't Mickey
2: Mouse. This isn't Disney. No, this is real life, Foxy. It's real. I'm pissed off, Pat. (laughs) I'm real pissed. And all these other people tweeting at me that want me to root for their teams that they hate, their (laughs) rivals, because they think I'm cursed? Grow up, dude. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Grow up.
1: Uh, At Boston Connor, watching your roommate, Foxy, become uh, one of the least... Favorite humans in an entire city Mm -hmm. has to be pretty fun to kind of watch it. There's a lot of hate for Foxy on the internet Uh last night. Oh, a lot of hate for Evan Fox.
3: I love it, and I even love more that you know he doesn't think that he's affecting the team. I mean, Diggs can't even sleep. I know Nick is you know grinding his teeth back there, and Foxy's just acting like it's no big deal. He's ruining an entire football season. How
1: about this team going undefeated until Foxy decides to be a fan, then they just lose outright and look bad like look bad. And now they got Rothersberger contemplating retirement yet again. Yeah, he's. he's He told somebody asked him why something's happening. He goes, "Cause I'm not good." Is what he said. <laughs> They're gonna have to fucking pick Rothersberger up from the pits of hell right now. Mm-hmm. It, he might be down there next to Dan Bailey, to be honest oh, with geez, you. Gotta pick geez. him up, kind of, yeah, kind of <laughs> wipe him <laughs> off, on. and say, "Come on, Have you heard his answers to these questions. Well, that's this just- is the classic Rothersberger. I'm gonna retire." It feels different this
4: time. Yeah, guys. That's just it, Big Ben and the team healing itself. That's the first f- that's the first step. A fake injury next week is second step, okay? okay. Ooh.
1: And then he'll be ready for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Which you guys might be like a four seed by that point fine. I don't know if anything's coming on. You're gonna have to beat anybody to win the whole goddamn Correct. thing anyway. Clinched right. yesterday, yeah. by the way. Clinched. Oh, congrats, by the way. Uh Ty Aaron Rodgers looked unbelievable, but still, Lions almost make that a game in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said it last week, you know, the special teams is going to bite them in the ass eventually. You go up 10, give up a 70-yard kick return uh, on the following play when Stafford's already out, you know, instead of giving Chase Daniel like 90 yards to go, let's just <laughs> give him 15, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, the offense is great, but again, it's it's the same thing as last year. It's the same thing as it's been the last, like, eight to 10 years, you know, if the def- or if the offense doesn't score 45 points a game, uh, they're going to, you know, they, they're they going to be in some situations where there's a good chance they're going to lose.
1: Yeah, it's very Mason Crosby, by the way, big time tackle after hitting a 57 year old field goal shot you at the Mason shot Crosby. Shot a shot. Shot yeah. a shot. OG by the way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Threw it at the legs. Yeah. It was a great tackle. It was. Actually. I love
0: Mason Crosby. So he hasn't missed a kick this year. He,
1: oh. yeah, he's unbelievable, and he's like 95 years old mm-hmm. too. He he was in the league before I got to
0: into the league. Really, I was a,
1: he was a Colorado. I remember everybody talking about him having the biggest leg of all time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in West Virginia like, yeah, fucking come on, pal. All right. <laughs> but then I saw him actually kicking. I was like, oh, this guy's unbelievable. And mm-hmm. he's been a, he's been so consistent. He had that one little run with the yips, right. But aside from that, he's been so consistent for so goddamn long. I love Mason Crosby,
0: man. And even yesterday, like you know, I mean that 58 yarder. I still, it's kind of like Foxy used to be with Prater, you know, before he switched allegiances, but. I mean, I never feel like he's <laughs> not going to just drill that. And it just looks so effortless. Yeah,
6: he's
3: good. He's very good. Defense Th- on the other hand. You think he's going over to too. J.K. Scott like, hey, that's how you make a tackle.
1: No, I I would assume there's a lot of people talking to J.K. Scott about tackling. <laughs> just saying, hey, just fall. <laughs> like maybe just fall in front of him at a least become a, at least become a hurdle yeah. you know what I mean at least make him do something <laughs> I, he, I think he's just I think he doesn't want to get hurt obviously mm. but at some point you gotta do something oh, on the football field there's a chance you're gonna to have to make a football play Mason Crosby did that and I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for him because the kickers had a rough one yesterday Ooh, kickers uh, had a rough outing I think there's like 12 missed field goals and mm-hmm. a couple five missed extra points or whatever hey week 14's tough these balls aren't just flying straight no, anymore no. there's a lot of breeze out there you know what I mean a lot mm-hmm. of conversations happening I, A lot of build up, doubt potentially.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> on to- I wanted to ask you about that. Like, is that something that you think has like gotten into his head and it's affected like his punting overall now? JK, yeah, I don't know. J.K. hasn't been putting the ball as well, is that what you're saying? No, not. I mean,
1: yeah. It seems like towards the end of the year... It's very like, inconsistent. It feels like towards the end of the year it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Pilates thing was always very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never did it, but I always felt like the people who did it, they, they were always considered to be in much better shape than me, mm-hmm. which they were. It felt like their bodies always felt a lot better than mine, which they tackle, did. Though. felt like their knees, well, potentially, <laughs> but there's a lot of guys that do Pilates that tackle people as well. <laughs> but it feels like your muscles potentially don't... Um, uh, I don't think they're as Straight. powerful as long. Like I feel like a lot of these guys who get into Pilates and yoga, at some point their muscles like kind of like uh, out. kind of peter out, not almost. as explosive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's two different ways to do it. Now I can bear I can't touch my toes, and that probably caused my knees to be at an all time like Tension. bow and arrow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it all, so it probably didn't help me at all. But I think the way he punts and everything like that towards the end of the year, I've always been very intrigued to see how he continues to do so because whenever. I would get towards the end of the year. I would have to use my entire body to get through it. And there's some of these punters that don't even leave the ground. They just swing their leg. And I'm so impressed about how they maintain the strength to do it. But towards the end, I feel like J.K. does have a little bit of a – like beginning of the year, he's dominant, right? Well,
0: and that's what you see, like the huge difference. It's like those early games, like they're actually pinning people and then the defense is actually playing pretty well and then you get towards the end of the season and it's like they're giving up field position big time and it's a big difference. Yeah,
1: the offense, whenever they get the ball outside of their own 20, 25, I think the percentage of scoring goes up like 30, 40 percent or something like that. So it's like a real thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Commentators know all about it, but (laughs) – those fucking idiots will never say a single thing about it. Mm-mm. Like those blocking the back on uh, on returns. Michael Lombardi and I were talking about this last week. Those blocking the backs where people started like their own eight or seven instead of out at like the 35 or 40 or whatever, mm-hmm. that's like a 65%, 70% ch- uh, swing on whether or not you're going to score. And it's like, ah, blocking the back, can't do it. All right, now they'll start their own seven-yard line or whatever. It's like, okay, can we also talk about potentially how that team's fucked right now? Yeah. Oh, no, no, don't have to. Don't do it. But if you have a good punter, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like... Seems like J.K. towards the end it does get a little bit different, but I mean he was in Detroit yesterday, so you can't blame the weather.
0: Huh. Exactly. Uh
1: oh. I don't know. He'll well, figure it out. Yeah. He'll figure it out. Packers going to have a long off season. No, no, they're going to have a long postseason. <laughs> yeah. You know for what I mean? Sure. J.K. has a chance still to get back into the groove. He's got a few weeks left, and he's got a lot of playoffs going. Because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to let him. No, lose. he's not. <clears throat> he won't. He won't. Neither with Devontae won't. Adams, by the way. Uh-uh. He's unbelievable.
0: He is. MVS played great yesterday. Lazard as mm-hmm. well. I don't know if he's so, big Bub Tunyon. Had like a, just like <laughs> kind of like a forearm that knocked out like four uh, four guys for the Lions. Set oh. up a big first down oh, on a third down play. Oh, yeah.
1: Gave Aaron like 45 seconds in the pocket. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can't beat Aaron Rodgers when he's sitting in the pocket like that. No, he can't. Zeta Bears, how we doing? Bear down, we're back. Bears are back. (laughs) The Bears, uh, let me get Trubisky's actual stats here. I want to make sure I get it accurate.
2: Feel free to get the other 27 quarterback class
1: guys, too. Oh, yeah, he had the best 2017 (laughs) quarterback class. Yeah, the the two other bums,
2: but our... Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Patrick Bums had three picks yesterday.
2: Oh, yikes. Mitchell
1: Trubisky had three touchdowns yesterday. Uh Zero Uh, picks.
2: uh,
1: Trubisky won 24 of 33. Okay, so they let him throw that thing. Oh, yeah, he's back. 267 yards. Oh, wow. Yeah, think about that. 267, Mitchell Trubisky won for yesterday. They beat the Texans, obviously, 36-7 in absolute ass-beating. 2017 quarterback class passer rating, Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, The passer ratings go Patrick Mahomes had a 91.9, Deshaun Watson 101.9, Mitchell Trubisky 126.7. That's the best quarterback, baby. Did you say if? Oh, yeah. Is that what you said? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, if. <laughs> uh, you guys got to feel pretty good about that I, What happens yeah. though, because everybody's still going to get fired So I don't understand yeah.
2: yeah, you know, the win actually, I think, prevented uh, some firings closer like than Sooner, happening. Yeah, But uh, yeah, hopefully we just make the playoffs now That's all we're hoping for
1: Hey, you're in the hunt, aren't you? Oh yeah, we're yeah. in the hunt Yeah, in oh, the yeah. NFC, they're in the hunt out yeah. there uh, The Vikings losing is a big oh. deal Obviously, mm-hmm. the Vikings had the seventh spot in the playoffs They lose get to the out. Buccaneers after coming off a bye And you know what? Dalvin Cook was really impressive there yesterday um, the Vike. that was just an ugly game yeah. mm-hmm. tom brady did not play great early coming out of the bye it, you would have thought maybe they would look different ronald jones is a stud Lashawn McCoy got the rock a little bit yesterday gronk had a right-handed spike for the first time this season spike's back how you doing playoff picture what do we got going on i just i don't know if we learned anything about the bucks yesterday coming out of that bye week i thought there was a chance you know that during the bye week you have self-evaluation, you change some things around, and they ran the ball more. Mm-hmm. They definitely oh, yeah. they let off the game with a run, so it definitely was a conversation. But that went over the Vikings yesterday. I don't think anybody's like, you know what, Bucks are a team to beat now still. But with the Saints dropping the ball against goddamn mm-hmm. Eagles, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows anything anymore at this game? The fucking Philadelphia Eagles, entirely different team yesterday. Yeah. All phase Now, Jake Elliott missed a short kick, so I'm not going to say all phases, I guess. But that Eagles team, I mean, there's an overreaction tweet that we got from somebody <laughs> that said, like, uh, like, does Doug Peterson have it out for Carson Wentz? Like,
2: oh, <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, then there's a photo. There's a tweet where, like, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are kind of side-on each other while Jalen Hurts Ooh. is in the back. It's, that team looked much different yesterday than they had in weeks past, and I would assume that's because <laughs> they saw – you know what was going on in the team, or maybe it was because that option with Jalen Hurts just running the rock a couple of different times. It seemed like they were a lot more creative there. Or the Philadelphia Eagles in the conversation now? All of a sudden, the NFC East is all of a sudden the hottest league yeah. in the entire NFL. It's awesome. Washington football team, they get a big win. Ooh. That Chase Young dude is insane. Yeah. Ah, fucking insane, yeah. dude. He scooped the ball one-handed and then tossed it to his other hand and then fucking just <laughs> See landed ya. for 55 yards for a touchdown. That was awesome. Giants stink, so I guess yeah, that mm-hmm.
3: is – They're kind terrible. of out.
1: Now it's Eagles or Washington. I mean, there's so much to be had still. we got to get to a break. We have Mark Madden on the other side. Uh,
2: Zito, what's your poll for the day? Oh uh, Yes. Who is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? Uh, right now, last place is bronze, 9.4%. Then we have the Steelers, 135 Titans, 17.2%. Two percent and Bills fifty nine point nine percent. So everybody
1: likes the Bills after last night. I do too, by the way. I do too. Josh Allen's playing great football. Mm-hmm. Titans seventeen point two percent. I think people need to relax on on not trusting the Titans. If Derrick Henry, yesterday's game against the Jaguars was one of the easiest live bet things of all time. Derrick Henry had like a 50-yard run in the second quarter. If he's doing that in the second quarter, you know what's coming in the third and fourth quarter. He had over 200 yards yet again. That team, they could beat the Chiefs. I mean, they almost beat the Chiefs last sure. year, and mm-hmm. then the Chiefs dropped 24 in one quarter or whatever out of nowhere. But it's just the Steelers is falling out of conversation quickly. I mean, two weeks ago, they were the only undefeated team. Now it's like oh, no. Foxy's a fan all hell is breaking <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now is the host of the Lombardi Line, co-host of Hammer Don, former general manager, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Woo. Hey.
5: How are we doing?
1: How you doing, Paizon? Did you see that poll? How do you feel about that poll with the AFC? Who do you think is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? Steelers, Bills, Titans, Browns. Bills are running away in a landslide. Over 18,000 votes, 61.6%.
7: Uh, look, I think got to be the Bills because they can play oh. – uh, they can a point, uh, and I think that they'll slow it down. But I, I just don't know if there's anybody. I mean, the Bills decided when they played them in Buffalo a few weeks back to let the Chiefs run the ball, and the Chiefs played good defense in that game. I thought yesterday, last night, what we saw from Pittsburgh against Buffalo is going to be the the one thing Buffalo's going to have to overcome. Is anytime Josh Allen gets a lot of pressure makes him hurry up, he, I thought he played well last night. I'm just saying, I think they're going to constantly pressure Josh so that they can take away some of these accurate throws that he's been making and make him kind of revert back. So I think Buffalo's the best one. Do I think they can beat him? No.
1: Okay, so do you think anybody can beat the Chiefs right now in the AFC, or do you think that they just decide when they want to win and when they don't want to win? That's kind of been their thing now for the last, what, year and a half almost, because it wasn't until about halfway through last season, maybe seven games into last season, I think they really learned who they were, and it was whenever they want to win, they can win, and they show that whenever they want, however they want. Is there anybody in the AFC you think that can fuck with the Kansas City Chiefs?
7: No, because I thought Miami would give him a better game. Now, I, I, I know Tua wasn't great, and he got 178 yards in the fourth quarter. He got 14 of his 27 first downs in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs played two quarters against Miami, and, and they played the second and the third quarter, and they got up 30-10. to 10, And they had enough of it. They kind of got bored, and they let Miami to come back in to do a backdoor cover. But that, uh, that game was not six-point close, no matter how you watched it. It was never that. And I think that they've yet to play a 60-minute game from from the beginning to end. And, you know, some of the mistakes I think were kind of self-inflicted mistakes, tip ball, overthrow. I just think they're a hard team. to. When a team can play left-handed and right-handed, which the Chiefs have proven this year they can do, I just don't know what formula there is to beat them.
1: I love Flores' team, by the way. I love that Dolphins team. Now I hate that they backdoor covered for the people that bet on the Dolphins and all that bullshit. Right. Because you know that was a heartbreaker for me, Pieson, for sure. With my cheat, I mean, I had a rough day yesterday, game. Rough day yesterday, game. Well,
7: well, so you know, I got, I, I benefited from that on the Miami pick, and then I, th- then I got it taken away from me on the Detroit. See, I think what happens so often is with a lot of these coaches, they feel like they've got to. They've got to score a touchdown, and they leave no time on the clock to get the onside kick. When you're in a two-score game, you've got to take the field goal when you know you can make the field goal.
1: Yeah, Flores That's
7: did what that. Flores did. And then the game's always going to come down to the onside kick. So he did that. Then Detroit did the same thing, and I lost that bet.
1: Yeah, and I've always thought that's the right move, by the way, because a Hail Mary, you can get from much further than you can a field goal. So if you're gonna have to get 10 points, you might as well kick the field goal as soon as you get in the field goal range and then leave yourself more time to get the touchdown that you need on the back end. But a lot of coaches, by the way, for a long time didn't do that. it, it was it was always very intriguing to me. But I like the way Flores coaches. I think they're a damn good team. But that Buffalo Bills team is running away with the AFC East now, and the Patriots have somehow found a way to almost be in the hunt now. Oh, at this yeah. I mean, I think we're what week 15 is about to come up or whatever. And we still have a lot of questions on that AFC side of who is potentially going to get steamrolled by the chiefs.
7: Yeah. You know, when you watch Pittsburgh, I just think Pittsburgh's a shell of themselves. Their offensive line's not playing very well. Ben doesn't throw the ball down the field. The last three games, he's never made it close to six yards per attempt down the field. It's hard. They've had a hard time moving the ball. And defensively, they have so many injuries that it's limited what they can do. They're like, to me, they remind me of New England last year. They're kind of running on fumes. They were great early, and now they're running on fumes late in the year. I love Tennessee, but do I think Tennessee's defense can control the game? and get Kansas City off the field? The answer to that is no. They got zero sacks yesterday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they can't really pressure. Cleveland, I think, has got the ability to pressure Mahomes. Can they cover them? I don't know, but can they actually really run the football effectively? That's That remains to be seen. You know, for me, I, I just think the Chiefs, when they put their mind to it, the way they throw the football, because everywhere else on their team, I don't think they're dominant in any area other than they're just so uniquely talented throwing the football.
1: And the team you just omitted there was the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, have a little Jeez. respect. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, no,
7: no. And I, and I, look, but, but, but I think the Colts, again, you know, they gave up 14 in the first half yesterday. So now it's been 28, 35, 20, and 14 in the first half. So, And they got that game under control because – the Raiders defensively firing Paul Gunther like like I like it's really Gunther's fault. They're light on the edges. They can't handle the run. You know, to me the Raiders have as much personnel problems as they do scheme problems. That was a good win for the Colts, though.
1: People are saying Gruden should be fired. We we got somebody that tweeted us earlier, fire Gruden. He, mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. what, thirty million into a hundred million dollar <laughs> contract. There's no way that
7: look look the guy, look, Gruden's the GM. I mean, I know Mike Mayak has that title, right? But Gruden's Gruden, the, everything they do there is based on what Gruden wants. So when he starts throwing guys off the boat, it's just like, okay, you, you didn't want these guys, John? You didn't say okay <laughs> to Colin Farrell? You didn't want, you know, Abrams, the safety? Like, seriously, this is your program. <laughs> and it, it's going to make for a good daily coach article because when you as the leader fire people that have worked with you and part of the decision, you're firing piece of yourself.
1: Yeah, and by the way, to his credit, some people can't get past that and continue to ride along with a bad decision. So maybe that's here nor there. The Daily Coach, I, I subscribe, daily newsletter that I get in my email every single morning. It gives me a little motivation to start my day. I appreciate you for that. Let's talk about the NFC. Uh, Tampa Bay comes off a bye week, gets a win over the Vikings, but I don't think we got a lot of answers to the questions on whether or not the Bucks are going to be a team or not. Do you think so?
7: Well, I've said on my on my show, the Bucks play too much defense, right? They were averaging in the last four weeks playing 32, 33 minutes of defense. For me, in the NFL today, the way to play good defense is to play less defense. And yesterday, the Bucks played 39 minutes of defense because they really didn't convert third downs. Their team couldn't control the game nor the control the pace of the game. I think this was a game of Minnesota missing field goals and missing opportunities. Oh. They held the ball f- 39 minutes. They're five for 15 on third down. They get sacked six times. I-, I was not impressed with Tampa's offense coming out of the bye week. They won the game. But to me, I, I think there was still a lot of question marks about their team.
1: They let Rojo run the ball, which is good news. He ran for 80 yards, 18 carries, which is good for them to run the ball a little bit more. But I don't think there was any answers given yesterday in that game where you're like, you know what, I like the Bucks. Now, I think there's a massive question also in the NFC South with the Saints. They lose to Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday in the Saints and Taysom Hill. He took a massive step backwards from the week before playing quarterback. I don't know what the, the defense, by the way, let. And Jalen, I mean, he didn't score that many points, I guess. But still, I think Jalen Hurts had a lot more success against that Saints defense than anybody thought. And then obviously on the offensive side, wasn't that great either. Are you sold on the Saints, or do you think the NFC is wide open right now? Uh, count me as one of those persons that, that that is disappointed
7: in the Saints. I mean, I don't know what Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator of the Saints, was thinking. I mean, like, did he think that Hurts wasn't going to run the ball? <laughs> to allow Hurts and that Eagle offense to basically run the single wing in that game? and win and beat you is kind of disappointing. you got defensive ends running up the field. You don't contain the quarterback. He, he leads the team and carries with 18, gains over 100 yards rushing. You're not going to beat anybody. When you, The only way you lose that game if you're New Orleans is you lose that game if the Eagles can run the ball, and that's what they did. So Hertz played well, he played with poise, but he ran the single wing, let's be real honest. He didn't really beat him throwing the ball, he beat him with his legs. I don't know if he could do that on a continual basis. The Saints always seem to have one of these kind of games every year, you know, where we question how good they really are on defense, are they talented enough, and they look like they laid a big egg yesterday, and then when they don't get Camaro involved, and they haven't been doing this lately... They're
1: not the same offense. Yeah, they, the stats all say that. By the way, and there's some people I think saying like, "Oh, maybe they're resting him for down the road. That's why he's not having a game or anything like that." Well, they're in the middle of a pretty big battle for a pretty important seed, especially this year in that whole thing. Whenever you think about the the Saints, whenever you think about next week, they're hosting the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are only favored by three and a half points. Is that because? You think Drew Brees is potentially coming back? Or what do the books see that we don't see right now? Because as if it's at four now. It's at four now. What do the books see that we are not seeing for that Chiefs-Saints game next week? Because I guess you could say it's going to be a bounce-back game after what happened against Philadelphia. But I think what I saw in Philadelphia makes me think like, oh, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs want to, the Chiefs will be able to do whatever the fuck they want.
7: I think they see a game like Carolina played them, that Carolina ran the ball, made some plays, held the ball for almost 39 minutes in the game, and had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to kind of win the game. I think that's the way you have to, if you're going to keep, if this is under a touchdown and you're playing the Chiefs, that's how you visualize the game. You know, it isn't because of home field advantage. You know, it isn't because you like the matchups. I mean, there was no better matchups yesterday than the, the Miami secondary against the chief receivers if they would have doubled Tyreek Hill and just tried to take away Kelsey. But, you know, they didn't quite do that all the time. So I think this is one of those where they think the Chiefs will allow the Saints to move the ball and maybe control the ball, and that's why they have it under a one-score game.
0: Michael, despite winning the division yesterday and being in the driver's seat in the NFC right now and Aaron uh, Rodgers playing better than he has in a really long time, with how inconsistent the Packers defense and special teams is, do you think that's really going to be an issue uh, with them as we get into the playoffs here?
7: Yeah, I do. I think, you know, I, I think you know. yesterday they, try, they were playing nickel against Detroit, and, you know, I don't know, sometimes I don't understand what they're doing when they're out there trying to, to run their defense, and they never really get control of the game because they never stop the other team. Now, Detroit didn't run the ball yesterday, but you never felt like they got – even though they were in control of that game, it shouldn't have been a seven-point game. That should have been a 17-point win for, for the Packers. Mm-hmm. I always worry about the Packers because defensively, when they go against a good offensive coordinator – you know, whether it's the Saints again, whether it's the Rams, I think they're gonna have trouble. Oh
1: man. It's tough too because this is what happened last year, right? They yeah. they, they want they get the NFC championship game and then defense can't stop anybody over there in San Fran, and then all of a sudden they're sent home one game before a big Super Bowl. And you know, they made a lot of adjustments this off season, So yeah. that'll make you feel good, you know, about that <laughs> another run. Lombardi, they made a lot of adjustments over there in Green Bay this offseason to make their team better. You know what I mean?
7: Yeah, they didn't do anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 that's that's right. right. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did
1: nothing by that. Their adjustment
7: is, hey, Aaron, why don't you go win the game? You know, like, you know, and and make sure we win enough so I I can get votes of the year for coach. Like, seriously, like, (laughs) Jones is spectacular. And, And how anybody doesn't double cover Devontae Adams is beyond me. Like, you know, what drives me crazy about the NFL is every position has a, a letter, right? There's the X receiver, the Y receiver, the Z receiver. But I can tell you, who Tyree Kill, if he's the X, he's different than another player who plays X for another team, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So that's Tyree Hill or that's Devontae. I'm doubling Devontae Adams when he gets off the bus. Like, I'm not letting him beat me. And it's the same thing with Tyree Kill, but some coaches, they just run their scheme and – Aaron finds guys and makes plays. I mean, the guy's playing at such a high level that if they gave him a little help, especially defensively, if they could control the game with their defense, they don't rush the passer like they used to either.
1: Mike, um, as as, as, (laughs) Ty just uh, angrily (laughs) said into the mic that he's been saying that for 10 years as an owner of the Packers. Mike, as a former general manager, how come general managers, some of them are like, hey, let's go, let's go. Like I'll do, I'll make the moves. I'll do what we got to do. We talked to Bean of the Buffalo Bills. He said last year they were looking for a weapon for a couple of different uh, wide receiver or two. And he said whenever he learned of Stephon Diggs and the Vikings potentially being in a beef, he reached out. He was like, "Hey, is there anything we can do here?" How come some GMs are so dead set on just a slow build? Like, for instance, the Packers, Gunter Kuntz, he's preparing for five years down the road when they were just in the NFC Championship. How come? And wh- what type of GM were you in? Why and how hard would it be as a GM not to be like, okay, I'm going to fix what we need right now so that we can win next year. How hard is that? Because I feel like that is what I would expect out of my general manager and what I would want to do. But it feels like a lot of places like Gunsakuns just don't do that.
7: Well, not a lot of GMs, me included, didn't have complete authority to do whatever you wanted to do. Okay. So you got to jump through hurdles to get something done. Hell, I as a GM of the Browns, I could I couldn't draft a kid in the seventh round without approval. So it's hard to do things. <laughs> You know, sometimes it's hard to do things, but I think there's a lot of bias that goes into these decision makings. I think the number one thing that hurts general managers in the National Football League, and it helped Bean, is they don't misevaluate their own team. When Bean made a bad trade with Kelvin Benjamin, he didn't blink, he went back and tried to make another trade. I think you get gunshot, and you always misevaluate. You think your team's better than it really is. The Raiders must think their defense is better than it really is, or else why would you fire Gunther on a week when you're playing on Thursday night? Like, seriously, it's not totally a scheme problem. you got bad players. And so I think you misjudge your team, and I think that's why teams don't make trades. Oh, we don't want that guy. He's no better than what we have. No, seriously, sometimes when you bring in somebody from the outside to look at your team, I mean, I'm on Chicago Radio every Wednesday. I've been on it for the last three years. Every Wednesday. And I've been talking about how bad MVP Mitch is. And yet, they keep playing MVP Mitch.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Show the numbers, baby. Show them the numbers. Trubisky, 24-33, 267 yards, three touchdowns. Highest passer rating, but higher than Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Maserati. They yeah, played the slow game. They played the slow game.
7: Pick up his fifth-year option, and we'll have this conversation.
1: <laughs> 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 got it. What do you got?
7: Please do it,
3: Mike. Do you see any of the teams on the bubble getting in, or are the playoffs set now as they are?
7: You know, I don't. I think it's look. I, I think the NFC is going to be the Washington's got to win two games, right? We're and, and Washington's a hard team to play now with that defense. And I know they don't have any offense, but I think if Washington went to go play Tampa, they beat Tampa. They would Ooh. they would beat they would like there's teams that they're gonna play Seattle this week. It's a playoff game. Seattle will have a hard time moving the football on them because they're gonna put pressure on Seattle's offensive line. So now can they move the ball on Seattle? They kind of make it look ugly, but sometimes they get two or three drives and that's all they really need. So I don't know, like Chicago, seriously, they're not a playoff contender. <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Oh.
7: But, uh, you know, I don't think Arizona is yeah. at seven and six. Arizona's got to play Philly this week. Do you think they can beat Philly? No, that's a hard one for me.
1: Yeah, here's the NFC playoff picture. The division leaders, obviously, the pack, the Saints, who who knows what's going to happen with that. Is Drew Brees back next week? It didn't feel like it from all the reports. Taysom is going to have to bounce back. The Los Angeles Rams, 9-4, and four, and then the Washington football team, 6-7. and seven. The Giants were in the hunt there until yesterday. Their offensive line forgot how to block a single soul, and Daniel Jones got his ass beat. Now the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts are in the move, but that Washington football team with that D-line, it's like if they were to play the Rams, and you might have just said this while I was trying to contemplate this entire thing that defensive line can keep them in games i think and it's insane that we're at this point because that washington football team looked like they were in complete demise just a few weeks ago then some things start turning around here we go get some wins and the nfc east all of a sudden is potentially going to win a a playoff
7: game they're going to be hard to play nobody i promise you nobody wants to be the fifth seed and have to play them Uh, If they're the four, nobody wants to play them. They're going to be hard to play in some of the teams that they have to play. I mean, we might, if Seattle ends up as the fifth seed, this 4-5 game, whoever wins this one, it could be a rematch come playoff time. You know, Washington's done a good job of avoiding losing. They haven't made any big mistakes, you know, like they did against Pittsburgh. They just keep relentlessly keep working, and they keep the ball out of the end zone. They've been the best red zone team in football the last eight weeks. They've been the best football team in terms of keeping people out of the end zone and points allowed. So the numbers back up what they're doing. They just got to find a little bit of offense somewhere, somehow. And if Haskins has to play this week, they can't let him screw it up and turn it over like he did in Cleveland when he was playing.
1: Hey, um, did you uh, did you hear about Juju dancing on uh, the Buffalo Bills logo before the game?
7: No, I did not. I did not. Hear that.
1: Oh, Mike. On TikTok, Mike. He chopped him. He chopped him on TikTok on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills logo, dude. <laughs> he dropped him. he dropped him. and then he, he gets <laughs> out. That, that might be the dumbest
7: thing. That's almost as dumb. I worked at the Raiders. Al Davis used to go to practice when we were at training camp, and he would stand in the middle of the field, and literally people would walk by him towards practice, and you could have gone way to the left or way to the right. And I used to say all the time, like, if that was a tiger in the middle of the field, would you walk up to that tiger? And they said, oh, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Then why would you walk up to him? Because he's no—he's a tiger. He's gonna bite your head off. Like, why do you want to
1: stir it up? Why do you like, want to stir it up, Diggs? Come I want, Tony. You know, yeah.
4: you know how I feel about Juju and TikTok.
1: Did you see Eric? It's—it's a, it's a different time. I don't know if you could be a GM in the modern world right now. I don't think you I've, could.
7: I'm not qualified, but I know this. I would never <laughs> pet the tiger. Like seriously, why would you pet the tiger?
1: You never do it. Uh, how'd you do gambling?
7: I was 1-3 yesterday. It was disappointing. And the thing was, the Giants blew me away. I wasn't in it. That game I was, the Packer game, I thought I had a chance to pull that out, but, you know, I got backdoored. But the two games, I mean, let's face it, the Saints, I was with a lot of people on the Saints, and and they didn't show up. I wish I would have known that before, but (laughs) – I thought it was going to be an easier game for the Saints because at least they knew what the game plan was, but somehow Dennis Allen didn't get that memo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, co-host of Hammered Down the Lombardi Line, uh, also one of the authors for The Daily Coach and writes at The Athletic, uh, also host of the GM Shuffle, Jesus Christ, dude. How do you have all this time? How do you have all this time? I, I just
7: stay working, man. And I'm still, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book of football and I'm still working on that. Yeah. I, if I don't stay, what am I going to do? I'm going to watch football and write about football. What else do I have to do? Like, man. seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> it's, it's the best time of the year. I got plenty. As Belichick would say, when you come around playoff time, look, put everything in the desk and just focus on what's at hand. Okay. Put all the bills, all that shit in your desk and just worry about the next game. <laughs>
1: That'll all figure itself. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi, thank you.
0: So sorry to interrupt, but I just need to remind you guys how great Shady Rays sunglasses are. You've heard us talk about it ad nauseum. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company, not some big, greedy corporate fat cat that overcharges for shades, because everyone knows sunglasses are way overpriced. Shady Rays is out to do it differently with premium polarized shades at a fraction of the big-name brand cost. Plus, Shady Rays has one of the best warranties in all of eyewear. Replacements if shades are lost or broken for any reason. Doesn't matter what happens, you drop it in the ocean or the lake, anything. Your dog eats them, you run over them with your car, you know you snap them in two, you just leave them somewhere. They'll replace them no matter what. Try that with your high price shades and see if they'll help you. Even with that strong of a warranty, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Polarized lenses that look perfectly clear and most shady rays are only 48 bucks. And most shady rays are only 48 bucks. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order place and have provided over 10 million meals to date. They stand behind their products and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the Shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now exclusively for our viewers and listeners, they gave us the best deal they have to offer. I mean, we're talking a big sale Friday level deal here. Use code McAfee for 25% off any pair of shades at ShadyRays.com. You can get a quality polarized pair of sunglasses for as low as $36 with this deal. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com with code McAfee. For 25% off any pair of shades.
1: From Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen, a Pittsburgh treasure. A man who's going to answer all of our questions about the Steelers, the AFC, and life. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from 105.9, x in Pittsburgh, Mark Madden. Yeah! How's it going, Paul?
5: Well, well first off... Uh, during the 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 lead-in you showed a bunch of pictures of me and there's certainly no shortage of unflattering pictures of old double m and you certainly proved that second off (laughs) i want you to see what i'm wearing today okay oh is that juju smith schuster jersey Yes, it is, because I'm going to stomp on your logo and then get my ass
2: kicked.
1: (laughs) All right, all right, right, Mark, let's let's get right into it. You have been a known Juju Smith-Schuster fan from the very beginning. You've loved his TikToks. Now it seems as if everything you could possibly dream of has come into one story. The Steelers lose to the Buffalo Bills in dramatic fashion, and Juju Smith-Schuster and his TikToks are being mentioned as to reasons why that happened. Is there any way to fix this? This Steelers team, Mark, what's going on?
5: Well, Juju dancing on the logo isn't why they lost, not even close. Uh, But I do find it funny that here in Pittsburgh we have a cerebral hemorrhage every time somebody is perceived to disrespect the bar rag that is the terrible (laughs) towel. But when Juju dances on the logo, he's just the kid having fun. How would you feel, Pat? How would you feel if he danced on your logo for the brand? How would you feel?
1: I, felt, I was thinking about that because he was dancing right in front of Co- Corey Bohorquez, the punter for the Bills. I don't know how I would react. I honestly don't know how I would
5: react to that. You'd have kicked him right in the nads. That's what you <laughs> would <have been>. said. <laughs> I saw you in war games, Pat. Yeah. Like Pedro Morales said, you're ready for all kinds of action. Just a tremendous job. But what worries me about the Steelers is that Ben Roethlisberger seems like his arm shot. He got nothing on the deep ball. That last interception could have been fair caught. That pick six just didn't have the zip. And I am a Ben guy, but he's come back from surgery to reattach three tendons on his elbow. And it looks like his arm is fading as the season grows older. He won a bunch of games based on Guile and being Ben Roethlisberger. But it looks like that's been taken off the table by the other team. The respect and fear isn't there. They don't run the ball at all. The offensive line's terrible. All those games without sacks is because Ben's getting it out in a couple seconds and throwing it two or three yards. The receivers drop the ball. People blame Finkner, but, but Ben's the real offensive coordinator. Everybody knows that. Everything is down to him making the final decision. So it's just a bad situation. I've never seen a team go from 11-0 to just being a team. I, I don't think we'll win a playoff game and I think might only win one more game the rest of the season. But uh, that's where we are with the Steelers, and I really don't think there's a fix. If, if you have one, I'd love to hear it. In fact, I know Tomlin would love to hear it too because I, I don't think he knows what to do, and that's not a knock on him. I'm not sure there's a way back.
1: Okay, so you're obviously assuming that they'll beat the Bengals this weekend because the Bengals stink. I mean, the Bengals absolutely stink.
5: If they had Joe Burrow healthy, the Bengals would have a chance. But, yeah, without Joe Burrow – I think they win that game. I think what likely happens, I think they beat the Bengals. I think they find a way to beat either Indianapolis or Cleveland, but not both. And then they go in the playoffs at 13-3, and and they're one and done because, as I heard Rex Ryan say on Woke Center today (laughs) – Uh, there's no team out there that they can beat in the playoffs playing like this, and I agree with that.
1: Okay, so you went after Ben a little bit there, saying his arm's getting tired, but it feels like every other pass is a drop ball. I mean, that's got to be something. How do you fix that, Mark? And is that just, you know, Ebron, uh, for all of his... You know, good that he's done in Pittsburgh this year. I think obviously playing. There's been some moments where he's dropped balls. Then the Josh Allen situation happens. Now you got Lions fans that are like, "This is this is Eric Ebron." You got Colts fans saying, "This is Eric Ebron." And with those drop balls between him, Johnson in the office, can you really blame Ben though? I guess for that stuff, or you're just saying that he's not going to have enough in the tank to make it, anyways.
5: Hey, Yvonne, Johnson didn't drop the ball. I know that. <laughs> I mean, I can't hold Ben Ben blameless. Tongue twister there. I can't hold him blameless. I mean, he's had a great career and he had a great year up until they went to this pop gun offense. And a lot of people think that this offense is doing only what Ben wants. I wonder if it's not doing only what Ben can. Uh, The other team has to defend the 10-yard field. That's it. They're not throwing deep with any consistency or effectiveness, and they can't run the ball. It's a simple team to defend. And, yeah, Pat, you're right. When you figure in the drops – that's, you know, egg beater in troubled waters. It certainly doesn't help, but I think it's far from the main thing. Uh, it's funny. Tomlin said last week that he was going to bench the guys who dropped the ball. Well, then run the wishbone, Coach, because you don't have enough pass catchers to throw around.
3: <laughs> Mark, even with the problems on offense, don't you think that the defense is enough to at least, you know, get them through a few rounds of the playoffs?
5: No, not without
3: Bush and uh, Bud Dupree, No. Uh, they're,
5: they're an ordinary defense now. Now the other team can look at them, the other offensive coordinator, and say, okay, they got Watt and they got Hayward and they got Minka, but we can kind of game plan for them. It's not overwhelming anymore. you got guys out there like Smith and Ulysses Gilbert and Marcus Allen that you just don't have to worry about at all. Case in point, last night Cam Hayward ran amuck in the first half. He was unstoppable. So then they switched things up, doubled, even tripled them, and he disappeared because you didn't have to worry about somebody going to the hole created by double and triple team in camp. I, I forget the name of the, uh, the uh, right tackle for uh, for for uh, the opposition last night. Buffalo. For Buffalo. In fact, I forget they were Buffalo. That's how it <laughs> <laughs> but, was. Uh, but he did a number on T.J. Watt. I mean, T.J. Watt had, a, had a, not a bad game but an invisible game And that's what you can do now against that defense. If you only have to worry about two or three guys instead of five or six guys, you can figure out a way. It might take time, but you can do it.
1: Hey, Mark. Hey, if the Browns get a win tonight, the Browns are hot all of a sudden. And I know you said you think the Steelers will get a win, either over the Colts, who are playing very good football right now, or the Browns, one or the other. You think they won't win both. But the Browns fans, you know, the Browns fans aren't used to winning like this, by the, by the way. They've been very loyal for a long time. But the Browns fans are seeing the Steelers team start to stumble at this time. They're listening to everything you're saying. Are the Browns about to make a run at the AFC, Mark? Are the Ooh. Cleveland Browns about to make a run? in the afc
5: Pat, i don't know it would certainly be indicative of these troubled times we're living in <laughs> if they did of all the weird things that have happened in 2020 the bronze overhauling the steelers from behind to win the afc more might well be the weirdest i don't know i mean baker mayfield right now is playing better than any quarterback in football if that's not 2020 in a nutshell, I don't know what the frig is. Aaron Rodgers,
2: hold
1: on. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's slow down.
5: Yeah, Let, good point, good point. I mean, because <laughs> he's on your show. Yeah. Well, and how'd you get him to wear your logo?
1: Hey, pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Aaron Rodgers. That Rogers. is
5: great. Yeah, he's a good that's guy. That's tremendous. He's a good guy. I he- mean, it makes him kind of a stooge and a sellout. <laughs> but, but, you know, he sells T-shirts, and that's what matters.
3: Yeah, oh, fastball.
2: Still got
1: it. <laughs> He's not a stooge or Sella. He's a very incredibly intelligent man. Do you look around? Uh, like, did you watch the Chiefs play the Dolphins yesterday? Do you do you think about that as you're talking about the Steelers, like the AFC as a whole? Or do you just focus on the Steelers right now, how we got no, to talk- No,
5: no, no. I, I think about the AFC as a whole, and, and I don't see any teams that they can beat, any playoff teams. You know what's funny? I think they'd have a chance in the playoff game against Baltimore, even as much as they're slumping right now, because I think they – just play Baltimore a lot. They're used to playing, beating Baltimore. You know, beat them twice this year, even though the game against the JV was rough. And for that matter, they could have very easily lost the first meeting. But, uh, I mean, I never thought they could have beat Kansas City. Look at Kansas City yesterday. They played like 10 minutes and they won the game. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, they fucking didn't I, cover, I think, though. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes is just overwhelming, though. He's a beast. But I'll tell you, your guy Aaron Rodgers... He might be the MVP now. I yes, think he might have he overhauled might. the homes mm-hmm. for MVP. We agree. Not Mark. certain. You know, it's it's good though because now we have you know a, a few weeks left, and there's still the MVP to be battled for. Usually, it's it's written in stone, and I think now it's it's up to who plays best these last three
1: games. Have you been paying attention to what's going on over there in Philadelphia? Wild times over there. Jalen Hurts undefeated currently. Tops uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints who had Taysom Hill at quarterback who looked much worse than he did last week. But Philadelphia's an interesting run here because the NFC East, the Giants stink all of a sudden again. Their offensive line decided to stop playing football again. The Washington football team seems to be good. The Philadelphia Eagles are getting good. That's going to be a real race to the end there. But with Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts coming in for Carson, they owe Carson once I think $100 million still at this point or $50 million at this point. They got a little bit of a problem over there double m
5: well it's not a problem if jalen hurts keeps playing this good that's uh it. it's only one game i was amazed that he got a 100 some odd rushing yards that's incredible for a guy making his first start in the league i don't know what's happened to carson wentz i i mean can you venture a guess i have no idea i know he's been hurt but he's still young he he, he should you know have better recuperative powers than He's displaying, I don't know what's wrong with the guy. And by the same token, I look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a guy, when they drafted him, I figured, why'd you draft him? The first year, I figured, why'd you draft him? Part of last year, I figured, why'd you draft him? And now um, I wish Pittsburgh had him.
0: Because
5: (laughs) he is the new Ben. He's the new Ben, maybe the old Ben. He ain't this Ben. This Ben ain't that Ben no more.
1: hey bravo yeah, that felt pretty good wow. there, dude. hey now even with the tested iq of 166 that had to feel good whenever that whole sentence got out there that had to feel pretty oh, it, you
5: know it it flows it just i mean even though like i said in promoting this i look like nick nolte's mugshot <laughs> it, it it flows yeah. and i and pat you're with me on this you cut a great promo best promo in wrestling although you know who's coming up from behind oh. it's like rogers and the homes oh don Callis. Oh, Don you, Callis crossing over between Impact TNA, and yeah. AEW. Oh, yeah, He's Impact, coming sorry. up on the outside. It's, it's down to Callis and McAfee. I love it. I wish you guys could go head-to-head. And, hey, the way AEW works with everybody, maybe you will someday.
1: <laughs> Snoop Dogg, <laughs> I mean, by the they way.
5: Might, yeah, they might, they might feud with the champion of some indie fed in Des Moines at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yeah. People it, don't, don't even know,
1: know how big of a shit Madden just does. <laughs> You, what do you mean? You just took a massive shit on somebody there. And uh, you're just flowing. Go ahead. Just keep in it Des going. No, not in Des Moines. <laughs> Who you're comparing them to, yeah. I think people that don't. Oh, no, I,
5: I, no, I love Impact. Oh. I, love, I think Don is the best, like, except for you. And I'm not, you know, blown with smoke. He's such a great promo, great wrestling mind. I love to see it. I just question how much it does the Jaguars owner's promotion good. <laughs> I think there's one-way traffic in helping – Who's getting help there? But, you know, whatever. It's only wrestling. Nobody wants me. Although, I'll tell you what. (laughs) I would be a brilliant. You know, it's funny because I've worked in wrestling for 20 years, as you know. Yeah. And there's a good reason for that. I wasn't very good and no one likes me. (laughs) But I would be great as the impact color commentator spewing anti-AEW stuff. Oh, there we go. I would be brilliant as that.
1: There you go. Why don't we put you in there? I'm sure. That's
5: where WWE should have hired me. They should have hired me when WCW, you know, they did the war as the pro WCW color commentator. You know, Arn Anderson, he's on there. I love Arn. great talker. He's on there, you know, doing regular wrestling color commentary. I'd have been on there saying, look, the WCW world champ's always been the world champ. This WWE world champ, I saw Bruno. He's no champion, okay? We've always had the real champ. Jesus. That's how you talk when you're trying to ignite stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, you just buried Bruno San Martino, too, uh, in the middle of nowhere. He didn't deserve that. I mean, that good Italian guy I, from I, Pittsburgh.
5: I, he and I didn't get along, Pat. You know that.
1: Oh, because he – why? Because he's Italian?
5: It would take two. no, no, I love Italians, please. It would take me too long <laughs> to tell the story. But I think it says a lot about me, perhaps bad. But I will hold a grudge against you even after you're dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mark Madden. Yeah.
5: The yeah. Thank
2: you, Mark. Woo.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Hey, boy, A.J., uh,
6: how you doing, pal? How's life? How's the weekend? I'm doing good, pal. Some some good games that happened. I, I got to uh see your interview with Lombardi. I thought he had some... Uh,
1: things to say he um Lombardi bashing the New Orleans Saints defense coordinator was very interesting I was very he said the fact that Dennis Allen didn't know that they were going to run the ball with Jalen Hurts is a bit alarming if you're a Saints fan but I did not expect Jalen Hurts to be as successful as he was I wonder if Doug Peterson thought he was going to be as successful as he was too there's something brewing and that story is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as this whole thing goes along
6: I saw the like the headline on ESPN, Jalen Hurts gonna start next week. Was like was that a question? Yeah. Did anyone ask that?
1: Yeah, they said the most obvious announcement is Doug Peterson saying that the uh Jalen Hurts will be starting next week. But it's not just about next week, AJ. You know, the thing about it is let's say the Washington football team continues to do what the Washington football team's doing, which is play great football. That, that defensive line is awesome. The offense, a lot to be desired, not going to go in a run and win the Super Bowl, but they can win a playoff game and everybody be like, yeah, because the defensive line is so damn good and the defense is good. And, and it's a great story and everything like that. But the Eagles, they're in the conversation to make the playoffs. If they end up not making the playoffs – you know, if they started Jalen Hurts earlier, they're probably with the NFC's yeah. champions in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we got to pay Carson, so now we got to trade him. Well, it's Doug Peterson. That whole thing this offseason is going to be magnificent to watch. That's going to be awesome to watch.
6: It's going to be awesome to watch. And whether you want to hear it or not, it seems like the most likely destination is the Colts. If ah, Carson come, on, oh. come on, come on, come on, come oh. on.
1: Come on, come on, come on. There's a lot of other options out there, okay? Aaron Rodgers might be pushed out of town. Uh, okay, Aaron Rodgers might... Matty Stafford might be pushed out of town. Ooh. You know what I mean? There's the, Who knows what James Winston's going to be doing? True, oh, True. I mean, there's going to be a lot of options. Dak Prescott, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's not just automatically say, you know what, Colts, pick up this $60 million in Carson <laughs> Wentz. I just The whole team played better. The whole team played better
6: yesterday for the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: It's
6: funny how that works, isn't it? Like, when you just... No matter who the quarterback is, when you inject the backup, he comes in. Especially to young guy, we haven't seen what he, he can really do in the NFL yet. A lot of people are aware of what he, the success he had in college. So I guess the question is, can he continue to win games? Like he's he's a little bit different than their offense used to be. Obviously, he ran for over 100 yards, which is uh, pretty impressive. I didn't expect that, but. Yeah, the consistency, how he finishes the last three games, I guess that'll be very telling. You
1: know, Lombardi said he didn't expect him to rush for over 100 yards either. I think the 167 passing yards is more surprising to me than the rushing yards. And that's just, I guess that's because he doesn't have lightning speed. Is that why everybody thought he, why did you think he wasn't going to be able to run?
6: I didn't think he wasn't, I didn't think they were going to commit to run this much. Oh, Okay, gotcha. I also figured that the, the Saints D, de- or I'm sorry, I figured that the defense was going to try to, like, that's what you're going to do. We're going to stop the run. What do you, let's make this dude beat us. And it is the Saints another play. Well, that's,
1: well, by the way, that's what Lombardi was saying. He was like, that defense coordinator, nobody fucking told him. Like, they yeah. stopped the run here first. Because Jalen, there was a couple times where he got the edge and mm-hmm. there was just nobody even, yeah. cl- like, there wasn't even a disruption of the edge potentially.
4: What's that? The Saints didn't give up a 100 yard rusher for three years, and they gave up two yesterday. Dennis Allen was like, "They're gonna air it out with Jalen."
1: What? How does that? How the fuck does that happen? That is a wild. You know what? Jalen hurts coming in. or are benching Carson. Fucking, it's gonna be Texas Tech of old school. Be careful. This is gonna be. This is gonna be Mike Leach running the show over here with Jalen Hurts. What did they think was gonna happen? I was very. I'm very intrigued because they had Jalen Hurts packages and it was him running. Okay. And I-
6: uh-huh. <laughs> hey, he, they just had too much time. They overanalyzed and said, "Okay, well, we know that they think." That we're going to just load the box and stop the run and say, prove you beat us deep. And you know what? They're probably going to throw the ball 60 times. So let's just make sure we take (laughs) care of that. Let's say that did happen. Imagine Dennis Allen in the
1: middle of the second quarter. He was like, by the way, they didn't think that we
2: knew.
1: They did not do any of the thinking that we did, man. We were in a bad spot. Uh, A couple other big games, obviously, Chiefs can't cover against the Dolphins for whatever reason, but they look unbelievable. Travis Kelsey is currently leading the NFL in receiving yards. He would be the first tight end to ever do that if he was to finish a season this way. Going to be difficult, obviously, because there's some guys that is the entire target. And also Tyreek Hill is on the team, which are going to take some targets. But Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, all of them out there, that team just seems to know what they have to do to win a game and just move forward. We'll be able to do this whenever the hell we want.
6: Hey, is Ty, are we sure Tyreek Hill was okay? I saw him grab his hammy at the end of one play, but then he was back in the game.
1: He said it was a cramp because okay. it did appear to be a sniper on the roof type grab of the hammy because mm-hmm. he like popped up a little bit. So normally that means something Pah! snapped right in half, <laughs> uh, but they say it was just a cramp. That is a full report. And that even more so the conversation uh, that I've had about Tyreek here for a while, his durability for how explosive, how fast, uh, the, the style of play, his durability is maybe his most impressive feat. And he has 10 other things he can do physically that are just unbelievable. Because somebody that is that fast, that quick, uh, the quick twitches are, are so in tune, you would think a popped hammy would happen. But instead, oh, uh, just a cramp, actually. He, he was down in Miami. Yeah, yeah, a little bit high. I've been, I've been running seven miles. You know, I don't <laughs> know if you see our play calls. I just run all over the place. It's amazing to me how durable he is. And on the flip side is, um, Is Ben Roethlisberger dead, A.J.? Everybody's talking about he like uh, Lombardi's big stat is you have to average at least six yards per attempt or whatever per completion if you want to play winning football. He hasn't had that, I guess, all year, and they were nowhere near it. It's all quick outs, quick routes. And there's been dropped balls, though, that doesn't get talked about a lot. It's all kind of falling on Ben Roethlisberger's shoulders. But is he dead? Are the Steelers dead, A.J.?
6: I don't know if they're dead, but, I mean, their style of play doesn't look like it's going to uh, going to help them in the playoffs, especially with the injuries they have on defense. And oh. Bud Dupree, I think, was a huge loss for them. Oh, uh-huh. no. Quick game Jeez. situation. Like, I don't think Ben is – I don't think he's really made for that. Obviously, he's had success. He can do whatever. But I think he's better when he's holding on it. when he is Ben. But who knows what that elbow feels like in the rest of his body. Oh, Is he dead? Feels if good. I don't
1: play good enough football then i need to hang it up says ben roethlisberger but i still feel like i can do enough to help his team win football games you know the ben roethlisberger this is something that happens to ben ben is very hard on himself Mm (laughs) ben
3: Uh, oh
1: yeah (laughs) you're right ben does seem to you know blame himself heavily for whenever things don't go well for the
3: Steelers. Beats himself to the bone. He, 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 does, he does beat
1: himself up. It does yep. seem like he does that. Because this happens a lot. You take it easy over there, AJ. It, this happens a lot <laughs> where Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I think this is what I was talking about with Ben or uh, uh, Dan Bailey. <laughs> ben Bailey. Cash the, cash, <laughs> <laughs> but Dan Bailey. By the way, I would assume Ben Bailey, sometimes he gets that point in his brain mm-hmm. where he's, you know, I'm not going to be able to say anything uh, clever or witty in between questions yeah. here, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Dan Bailey has what's going through right now is his brain's telling him he can't make a kick. Ben Roethlisberger seems to have this happen every once in a while where his brain starts to tell him he's a bad football player. And it feels like this is like the first time in maybe a couple years this has happened, but I'm worried about old Ben with the way he's speaking. digs. I'm very worried he's about it. he got some sort of blockage. I think uh, Oh Jesus yeah, A lot of guys oh, Sick it hands up, To believe huh? himself But I'm, not, no, I mean, I'm just saying Football wise He does He has this conversation On a regular basis Doesn't
4: he Yeah I mean people forget Because he wasn't in last year But he does this, He threatens retirement Every single season I mean he fakes an injury Every single season I mean Ooh. there's a down point Every single season He'll be back I mean this is just For dramatics This is just who he is
1: I can respect somebody Thinking about retiring Every year by the way Because mm-hmm. I did do that <laughs> <laughs> And then I finally Pulled the trigger But what's that AJ
6: who do they play next week?
1: Bengals. This is a big get-back game. This is like, um, it's like the Seahawks being broken for three weeks and then getting a chance to uh, beat the Jets by 37 yeah. fucking points, oh. by the way. 40-3. to three. They had to hop on a plane five and a half hours from Seattle all the way back to New Jersey after that game last night. I just thought about all the players, all the coaches. There wasn't a single thing that went well. Not a single. Special teams, not great. Defense, terrible. Offense, bad. Lost forty to three to a team that was potentially broken. Then you gotta hop on that plane and just sit in a in a tin of misery for, for a quarter of a fucking day while you fly back from Seattle. I mean, that was just I was that's tough, dude. They're definitely not gonna win a single fucking game
6: this year. They are so bad. Uh, you're right. That's like the what a terrible place to go get blown uh, out in Seattle <laughs> like that. And on the plane. So all the coaches know, like every coach is sitting there texting all their buddies around the league like hey man like hey whatever's open I- I'm available I'll be available soon every coach is thinking that then every player in the back is thinking like oh am I gonna get cut a lot of players are saying I want the hell out of here like get me out of this place so like what a just awkward terrible dynamic anybody know my contract shut up what is
1: it what is a restricted free agent that that conversation's happening in the back of the, is a, am I a free agent or oh and then somebody say no they still get a you might be trapped here at least another year or two, <laughs> man. That, that might, sound. and that whole company, and then there's some wine potentially happening, Ooh. and then there's like a sitting back, people talking about the good old days when they they were on teams that won football games. Mm-hmm. That six hour ride, I bet, was just miserable.
3: Well, and to your point, the Jets losing does in fact clinch Nick Mangold chugging an entire oh, bottle of barbecue sauce. That's now, That's right? Hey, Nick, don't you forget, pal. You put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the, the deliciousness
1: of your barbecue sauce. It's, oh, it's yeah. It's real mm-hmm. good. And that's good news because we love the taste of this stuff. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I, I would have been willing to chug one of these if the Colts hadn't yeah. won a, a, a certain amount of games and if the Jets won more than four games because of how delicious this is. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, Some of the best barbecue sauce we have ever yes. seen. None. The best in the office. The only, we, the only yes. barbecue oh, sauce yeah. we have in the office. The mango is 74 barbecue. But mm. with the way the Jets have played this year, you see, in that six-hour misery flight last night, yeah. what it kind of locked in there is they ain't going to win four games. No, no they're not. They, uh-uh. they ain't going to win four games. <laughs> uh-huh. And guess what? The Colts already won the amount of games they had to win. That's right. Uh-huh. So what we're telling the big handsome, okay, big handsome. Oh, yeah. yeah. A man that's notoriously – Uh, represented right next to the New York Jets when you think of the New York Jets is this big, handsome, bearded man who held down the center of the fort for them during the times where they were winning some games in recent history. He is a man now that has to uh, chug a whole fucking bottle of barbecue sauce (laughs) because the Jets stink. So that's a regrettable thing for him to sign up for. We kind of forced him into it. A little bit. I kind of feel bad about it, but. You know, Nick, you chug that, I'll also donate a certain amount of money or whatever, depending on upon the misery of which it looks like. Is this is
3: thick. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It <Yeah. laughs> is thick. Yeah, really very thick. Though. Maybe oh. set a time limit of how fast he has to oh, do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think about a funnel.
1: Yeah. They stink, AJ. They stink, dude.
6: I mean, obviously, what about, uh, I think it was last week, where Boomer came out and said Bill Cowher may be interested in that job. And yeah. got it. A-
1: yeah, Bill kyer came out and was like, that is not true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck Boomer says. That is not true at all. What if that is how, like, those super high end guys, like, that's how they troll each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what if that's how they do it? Like, oh, did you see what I did to Bill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I he would coach of the Jets. It, 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 New York Post, ESPN, every, they were talking about it on the, oh. everywhere, talking about it. And Bill had
6: to come out and say, I ain't coaching down here. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
6: <laughs> Maybe I'll start doing that to you, AJ. You should, but this is perfect. I mean, let's say Cowher doesn't want to coach. And then the Jets say, hey, man, we'll pay you 11 mil a year. He's like, okay, maybe I do want to coach. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the
1: Jets are going to do to turn that place around, man. That whole culture stinks. Now, granted, I was on a team that almost went completely defeated, and they changed the culture, painted the walls and everything like that. But I think that's what you're going to have to do with the Jets. You know how sometimes you got to bury the game ball, you know what I mean? Bury the ball. Let's forget all that. Uh,
3: They might just have to bury the whole goddamn building. Yeah, (laughs) Just (laughs) fucking just start digging. Just bury it. Well, they get Trevor Lawrence next year and then maybe bring in someone like Joe Brady to coach him. I mean, they might all of a sudden be good in, you know, 15 years. Joe Brady feels like a good hire. be is another one, right?
1: Absolutely. A mm-hmm. couple offensive guys. Maybe Graham Harrell, huh? Get Ooh. him in there. Ooh. That's
6: a good uh, – that's, that's one that people aren't really talking about. At least Graham, maybe hire Graham to be
2: the OC.
1: By the way, the only people talking about it, it, f- it sounds like <laughs> our <laughs> friends of Graham. <laughs>
2: friends of Graham. <laughs>
1: Because I believe you are the one that mentioned it, and uh, that's the only reason why I mentioned
6: it. We, and Pat, what we, Aaron and I talked about back like, – Graham would always tell us, yeah, I'm going to coach. And so all we ever talked about, like, Graham, we cannot wait until you're a head coach because you will have to do press conferences every day, and we know the human you are, and it's going to be amazing. Go on. Just – I don't even know how to describe Graham. He's such a unique, weird dude. He collects these little baby shrunken heads. He has like 100 of them on his wall. He's weird. He's just so weird. He's oh, super I into wrestling. So he's a nut. Job. Everything about wrestling. Okay. Oh, he oh, big, likes wrestling? wrestling. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Let's lead off. Let's lead yeah. off with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. The the Hannibal Lecter shit keep kind of keeping yeah. the back Jeez. in the back he's
2: pocket. A, yeah,
6: I don't know what he's doing with that. That it just adds to the the weirdness and how unique he is. But he's he's like a weird genius too when it comes to football. And he's real big into like simplifying things. He doesn't like the coaches that have. The, the paragraph long play calls like he's that's why i think he's had so much success in the
0: college level
1: he's um who's that who's the guy that coached in the xfl that i got to call he he's the creator of the air raid offense. hal mummy hal hal mummy mm-hmm. yeah his plays only have one word they're all one <laughs> word and then everybody knows what the hell they're doing that guy was awesome towel around his neck <laughs> slippers on <laughs> he's the mike leach he's mike leach's mike leach <laughs> Ooh. he was the guy that mike leached mike leach he mm-hmm. was his coach how mummy. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Graham, I assume, is from that same tree, right?
6: Absolutely. Played for Mike Leach and coached for him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it makes sense. He collects skulls. <laughs> uh-huh.
6: That's not real, right? That's just AJ
2: trolling Graham.
1: It does feel like that's potentially AJ lying, much like some other situations where he's lied about. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of caused a couple situations. Like, a little uh, yeah. controversy. Yeah. Uh-huh.
6: I mean, I'm, I'm not lying about the, the shrunken head things. You can ask Aaron tomorrow. He knows all about it. But uh, the good thing for Graham is he'll never see it. Like, Graham doesn't even know how to use the internet.
1: Oh, he has to find a shrunken head somewhere. Is he going door to door to find those? He yeah. better be fucking using the internet.
6: <laughs> I think he has his wife probably going in. Hey, Brittany, give me some of them. Give me a couple more red and blue skulls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Elliot in New York. Elliot, what's going on, man?
1: What's up, Pat? How we doing, guys? Yeah, you know, life has changed a little bit over the last couple of minutes, to be honest with you, now that I know some people collect some things. But yeah. other than that, everything's okay. What do you want to talk about, bub?
0: Cool, man. Yo, I
7: got a couple pets. For cool, <laughs> one is when they call the red zone the red area. That's got to stop. I don't know if that's contractual with the station or what. That's just BS. Number two, this, I think you can really change.
5: They call field players, right? Receivers, quarterbacks,
7: running back. If you were to go up to Ndamukong Su or Aaron Donald or Pat McAfee or any friggin' 250-pound player and tell them they don't have skills, they would probably knock you on your ass. So please, can we call them speed players and not skill players and change this travesty that...
1: Drives me crazy every time. Not a boy, Elliot. We need to. this guy probably collects skulls, by the way. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Seems I, absolutely. Seems like he's a little bit upset about something he should not be that upset about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless Dominican Sue is coming out here saying, hey, I'm tired of the skill players getting a differentiator. Mark Schleyerth had the, uh, he went on a rant about how the toughest skill to learn is how to move another human, right? So he, he said you talk about skill players. He was talking about offensive linemen being skill players. I don't think if you're not in the skill player category, you don't have any skills. It was just an easy way for people. In practice, to say, skill players over yep. here, mm-hmm. this happens. Everybody else just kind of got to eat shit. Which I can see why you're a little bit upset. You seem like you were a skillless player there for a long time. That's on. That's, that's I apologize for
4: that. That should have been. He's right. de- he was definitely not a skill player. That yeah. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: he was 185 uh, pound D lineman. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, yeah. I bet he was a lot of potential there. 185
4: pound D lineman.
1: I bet you he fucking had good hands. Uh Good frame. Skills. Yeah. Yeah. He had skills in there. Didn't have the speed. Coach kind of screwed him a little bit because he couldn't get off the ball as fast as other people. But Mm -hmm. whenever he got into the technique game, that Uh motherfucker was flawless. Always graded high on effort. Oh, uh Uh yeah. Always. And very little MAs. Normally no MAs.
2: Mm -hmm. Elbow
3: guards.
1: Started out of the third, fourth. Yeah, definitely had (laughs) elbow elbow guards. guards. If that
3: coach didn't screw him, too. I mean, Elliot's probably playing at Bama right now.
1: (laughs) Elliot, we appreciate you, man. Big AJ was, AJ's appreciate you too, AJ, because you were a middle linebacker. You're stupid. You are no skill player at uh, all. No, yeah.
6: Man. Run your head in. fool. Stupid and no skill. You're right. So I'm with Elliot. Can you put those fingers up one more time? No. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> Dude, just do it. Oh, I saw
3: it. <laughs> what?
1: So what's that from? You think that's from if we were to, when you had to grab people's jerseys and then throw oh, 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 my Oh, God. God.
0: <laughs> <like> <laughs> It's oh, disgusting. Jesus. Holy. <laughs> <God, really. laughs>
1: oh, jeez. Hey, holding the cigar, it literally is just his hand locked in and they just <laughs> shove it in there. I mean, it's just unbelievable. AJ, we appreciate your sacrifice yeah. of your hands for the good of the game. Thank you, AJ. Thank you. Let's go to Matt in Philadelphia. What's going on, Matt? Hey, Pat, how's it going? Not too shabby, man. How are you?
8: Uh, First of all, I just wanted to say thank you for taking my call. Uh, I really enjoyed your show the last couple of years, watching it and getting it through quarantine with you guys, and you guys have inspired me to do my own podcast. So can't thank you enough for that.
1: What's the name of the pod, Uh, Matt? What's the name of the pod?
8: It's called the Black and Blue Pod.
1: Okay. What's that about?
8: Uh, It's about sports, music, entrepreneurs. Uh, I really wanted to branch out and bring sorry i'm a little bit nervous uh
1: don't worry about it black and blue pod dog you're just gonna listen to it now i just want to know what we're listening
8: mm-hmm. to no yeah so it covers sports i interview some guests like Shea cooper uh he mm-hmm. was on the first uh all black men's high school rowing team oh let's go whoa nice a big deal was what was your was first deal?
1: question what was your first question there
8: sorry sorry uh so my question is...
1: No, no, no. To the rower. To the rower. What was your first question to him? Did you say, how'd you get into rowing?
8: Yeah. Yeah. He was out of uh, West... He grew up in Chicago, in the west side of Chicago. Shut up. And Chicago. It, <laughs> like so it, it's a crazy story. There's a whole documentary on it. It's called The Most Beautiful Thing uh, for anyone who's interested And my podcast is available on all streaming platforms for anyone who's listening that may want to check it out.
1: The Black and Blue podcast. Let's go to the
8: Black and Blue
1: podcast. All right. What do you want to ask now, brother?
8: So, obviously, with the Eagles situation and Jalen Hurts getting that win over New Orleans, there's a whole controversy now. Do you think, assuming that the Eagles decide to move on and try and find landing spots for Carson Wentz, do you think Pittsburgh could be a big move? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good call, Matt. Let's that's us good go. call, Matt. There it is. Yeah, that's
1: where they send him to Pittsburgh. And blue yeah, yeah. Black and Blue Podcast. says wow. Send his ass to Pittsburgh. I like it. Anywhere that is in Indianapolis, I am with it.
4: Well, it's good for Carson Wentz because the only quarterback he might be better than in the league is
0: Mason Rudolph. So that All might right. Be Let's really get nice. a Mike oh, in there. Oh, wow, and he can go hunting with Duck. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. And pray
1: with uh, Ben.
0: So, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Two for
1: one. Here we go. Um... It's a good spot. Real quick, will you, will you listen to the Black and Blue podcast tonight?
6: Absolutely. All right, hey, full hey, review from good. AJ. All right, I can't tomorrow, wait for a full yeah, review wait. tomorrow. I will. Maybe I, honestly, I do listen to a bunch of different ones. Why not? Why not give that one a shot? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: yeah, why not? Let's go to Colin and Bloomington. I could have buried him. I chose not to. Good guy. Because I'm gonna listen to Black and Blue podcast first. Is it blue as in like blue cheese or is it blue as in the color? I would Ooh. assume because he talked about music, maybe blues in there a little bit. Ooh, Ooh, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Like
2: the music. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on,
8: Colin? What's up, Pat? I uh, hope that you, the boys, and AJ's hideous finger are doing wonderful <laughs> on this overreaction Monday. Oh,
1: thank oh, you. Geez. Yeah, I think we're all doing just fine. What do you want to talk about, brother?
8: Think. Well yesterday the Giants O line sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, they, were bad. they didn't protect Daniel Jones worth of anything. Whenever he gets sacked he can't hold on to the ball of course anything. I wonder if it's time for
1: Colt McCoy to take that starting job. Oh, yeah. I, I knew as soon as Colt McCoy got a dub. That, By the way, his first win, I think, as a starter in the NFL or whatever, as soon as he got that win last week, the whole world was going to be like, literally yesterday I was watching just waiting for Colt McCoy to start trending as they were struggling there. They brought him in at the end, thought he was going to be able to make some magic. Uh, but that that Giants team, such an interesting dilemma. They have to turn around that entire place. I think Joe Judge is doing a good job. But Colt McCoy getting that big win a week ago, Daniel Jones getting slaughtered. Just go ahead and roll the ball out there and let the old Texas boy do his thing. Why not? Why not do it, AJ? Why not let old Colt go ahead and take the reins for the rest
6: of the year? Are you so sure that Colt wants to go take the reins? I mean, they gave up five sacks to Hassan Reddick yesterday.
1: One dude, yeah. And by the way, he was getting them like every third sack that they were getting. So, you do the math. It, was like, it felt like ten sacks yesterday and then a lot more that could have happened. I mean, he was getting his ass beat back there. You know what, though? That Giants offensive line, they'll, they'll give a little bit more effort next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know? you yep. know what I mean? Now that they're officially out of it, they, they'll True. give a
6: lot more effort next uh-huh. week. Yeah, whoever – are you gonna bring uh, Mark Colombo back? Do you ask him back now?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Didn't they fight each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What'd they fight about? Bringing in Stuff, gooks. yeah. Um, the new guy, maybe the old guy and the new guy fight each other in front of the guys. Oh, get that'll get it
1: inspired. Yeah, yeah. Maybe have Colombo come in and slap some more people yeah, around. Man, I'm
0: gonna knock this fucker out in front of all you guys. All you- <laughs> <laughs>
6: Who's he, wait, who's going to knock out the head coach or the O line coach? The old guy, the old yeah, guy. Goose. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the true like meritocracy. Let them fight it out to see who gets the job.
2: I mean, are we going to be old school, <laughs> smash mouth football or
1: not? You know what I mean? Is that how we're going to earn our spot around here? We're going to have to earn it. Is that what we're going to do? Or not?
0: <laughs> Time to set the culture. Yeah, you All guys right. could fucking learn a thing or two about being tough. And knock this guy's fucking teeth out. And we're going to win a football game next weekend. Oh.
6: What accent is that? I
0: don't know. I assume that's what Goog sounds like. Or Colombo. Either one. Yeah. AJ, did
1: you ever take any tests in college or was that whenever Ohio State
6: was just giving you guys grades? No, I never took one, man. But I have no idea what that even is.
2: Hmm.
6: I told you, I went to class every day. I could not skip. They checked our classes. Yeah, okay.
1: Is that When did when did that become, like, the talking point? Was that around the same time you guys all were, like, the Ohio State? Did it all come in, like, the same pamphlet? It's, like, the Ohio State, and we went to every single class. Also, no tattoos. Also, see also. Was that, like, in one big pamphlet? Was that on that Ohio State cruise you guys go on?
6: No, I don't know. I mean, I was in Coach Trestle's first recruiting class, and he is very, you know, wow. Uh, wow. detail-oriented. He wants to make sure you're doing all the right things off the field and on the field, so – yeah, he sent people around and checked. It, it happened I, – I've told this on the show a long time ago. Andy Katzmore was on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in the day. Uh-huh. It says, like, the Buckeyes are number one if the big cat is eligible. He had to go take some weird – they found out he was taking some garbage classes, I guess, which I know oh. Andy, I saw him last week. He's the man. Yeah. And after that, I think they started turning – they, like, went the other way. Like, teachers, professors, everyone, There's a lot of bad pub for the school, so they kind of made it – sometimes more difficult on players.
1: West Virginia did a class checking and things like that. I do remember that. They did check classes. It was always a nightmare when you get a text, hey, buddy's here checking, you gotta like, Let me hop on my scooter real quick. (laughs) I pull in like 20 minutes late to the class. Oh, I got caught up in traffic or whatever. All right, yeah, you're a little bit late this time. Got you. Walk in. Teacher doesn't even know you're in the class because you haven't been there yet all year. Say, hey, how's it going? Just here. Could you drop something off from my friend? (laughs) And then fucking just go ahead and get out of there. See you later, pal. Man, my college experience, what a joke now that I think about it. What an absolute joke. (laughs) Cade York, by the way, kid from LSU, 57-yard field goal. I hope he got to celebrate that. 57-yarder in the fog, everybody's saying, yeah. in the fog, in the fog, in the fog. I don't know how much that changes the kick, the kick, the kick, but that was an incredible <laughs> ball. 57-yarder uh, at no matter what level, especially with, in the fourth quarter with 30-some seconds left against a massive rival in an SEC game on national television. Massive ball by Cade York. McPherson could have tied it up, I guess, with a 51-yarder moments after, pulled it a little bit to the left. That's a big ball. Congrats to Cade York.
4: Yeah, I, I didn't baby. see
1: it live. Did not see it live,
4: by the way. Mm. It was nice.
1: I got a lot of tweets from people telling me, yeah, i need to pull a little respect on kate york's name or something like that i'm like I right, fucking relax first of all <laughs> and also i was sleeping i am so sorry i passed out a little bit early on saturday great vitamin day on saturday mm. Ooh, buddy we are all the way out there hey uh browns ravens tonight aj browns are getting three points at home against a ravens team that i don't think anybody would say has looked that damn impressive in the last month or so a lot more question marks than answers what are you thinking in this game tonight why are the browns getting three points you think at home aren't the browns hot right now are are the browns not a hot football team right now aj
6: the browns are a very hot football team i think people don't trust the browns yet i mean a, a win over the ravens would go very very far i think for people that are on the fence about the Browns. And, you know, I love to pick an underdog, Pat. Like, I I would Uh, love to pick the Browns here, but I can't. Like, I think the Ravens are going to win this one.
1: Okay, so you truly believe that. Like, you're not even looking at this as the sports books want us to bet Cleveland Browns plus three, by the way, because they do. Mm -hmm. This line was set up for everybody to bet Cleveland Browns plus three. I would assume massive amount of money is on the Browns. I, I mean, I might be out of touch here, but it feels like this is a setup for people to bet on the Browns. You like the Ravens straight up?
6: Yeah, I like them straight up.
1: Judon's back, I believe, on that defensive line. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, offensively? You think Lamar's just going to show out
6: tonight? I think Lamar plays well. I know the, for whatever reason, the, the Browns can't stop tight ends. Mark Andrews is in the lineup. He scored. He had two touchdowns against them week one. That's, these are like Gumpy things I'm going into, like stuff that happened in the past. Gumpy just gave you a massive shrug from the back.
1: <laughs> massive <laughs> shrug from the back. Gumpy, what are the stats saying for tonight?
9: This did open as a pick em, Pat, and oh. the, the uh, Sharps pushed it to a minus three, so oh. that's where the money's coming
3: from. Oh. And
9: then uh-huh. the only worry with the Ravens is they are one and four against the spread their last five as a favorite. But they are 7-3 and three against the spread. Their last 10 against the Browns. Connor, you
3: like the Browns a lot. I'm all over the Browns. I, You know what? Vegas is always right. I understand that. Not tonight. Tonight's about the dog pound. Okay? Why Baker's, is that? Why is that? Because Baker's hot. He's going to go cook. They got two great uh, running backs. And I understand Judon's back and Mark Andrews. Whatever. You know, they couldn't even follow protocols. So I'm not trusting their on-field performance oh, okay. until they can prove
1: it. Of course, because the COVID protocols are broken. That means on the field, they they can't do jack shit mm-hmm. because the
3: little things lead to big things. Thank you. Isn't that right, Connor? A- and they're not in one hole, one play. Boom. See you later. Nick Chubb, 75-yard touchdown. Wow. What's going on? The Browns are winning 7-0 already. Oh, by the way,
1: Kareem Hunt too. If Nick Chubb gets a little bit tired from running so far, he'll come in and do the same goddamn thing. Oh, is having
3: an unbelievable backup running back something that's good? Well, guess what? The Browns got that. Kareem Hunt, like you just said. See you later. 100 yards, probably two scores.
1: Oh, also, good tight end. You want to talk about good tight end? Oh, like yeah. Austin Hooper out oh, there. Very the grandly. hoop? Are you talking about the hoop?
3: No one's better at blocking and then the big hoop, and let's just see. Maybe <laughs> bet down at the goal line, you know, instead of handing it to one of those two all-pro running backs. Slide, hold on, play action, hoop,
1: score. Bang. Maybe Jarvis Landry, end around, throw a touchdown whoa, himself. Whoa. Whoa. Jarvis Landry, whoa. end around, throw a touchdown to himself tonight, maybe. Whoa. Yeah, like yeah.
3: Jamal Charles in that commercial. Just toss it up, Pop. run, catch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I'm yeah. take him alternate spread. You just convinced me.
9: Don't let the Ravens beating a very bad Cowboys team Make you forget that they lost three in a row before that game. Oh. How
1: about that? How about that? Was that against Nooch? Who was that against? Was that against Andy?
4: hmm
1: Andy Dalton, whole different quarterback against oh. that Bengals this weekend. Oh, yeah. Whole different quarterback. <laughs>
6: You see him hey, – first off, Gumpy's wrong. You said a very bad Cowboys team. The bad, Cowboys are good. They're still alive. They have hope. We saw them light up the Bengals yesterday. They are.
1: And, by the way, I love that Andy Dalton's wife was in a suite with a Cincinnati Bengals fan that they had probably known for a long time whenever their time was in Cincy. It was,
6: no, A.J. Green's wife. He was with – she was with –
1: Okay, so yeah. a Cincinnati Bengals fan that they knew for a long time from their time at Cincy. Okay, <laughs> and continue that. But um, that had to feel so good for Andy Dalton and his wife. That he got benched on his birthday last year. Mm. I mean, he got that team stinks. Zach Taylor. Everybody says he's safe for his job just strictly because the ineptitude of the ownership. They won't fire somebody. I mean, that is a dumpster fire over there, and Andy Dalton loves every single thing about it. I was pumped up for Andy Dalton,
2: oh. man.
6: Hey, old Bengals were killing it. Yesterday, Nuge gets the call-up from practice squad and drains every kick. Did he have three three or four field goals? Yeah, he had a Mm -hmm.
1: 55-yarder, too, that ended up being a penalty or whatever that he missed, but I think he would have made if they moved it up five yards. But I was big pumped. And also, Carlos Dunlap, he played well over there for the Seattle Seahawks. Shout-out to Andy Dalton just fucking burying the goddamn
3: Bengals
6: yesterday, by the way. Why are you still doing that?
3: Huh? What do you what mean, mean, dude? You it's about almost about as that? if Andy Dalton has resurrected the yeah. uh revenge game that we always talk uh, about. Yeah, it oh. was
1: a redemption-style love fest uh-huh. yesterday
3: okay. on the thing. Uh, Hooper's out, by the way,
2: I just saw. No. no! 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 No!
4: No! No! No wonder it's plus three. You guys take the Browns at your own peril, man. Yeah, I'm
1: betting on the Ravens. I did that whole thing with you there. <laughs>
4: On the Ravens
1: as well Just because it feels like the plus three is where you're supposed to go Just feels like that's where you're supposed the to go Starting out
3: a pick is very uh, worrisome I did not know that actually When I made that pick But I don't care I'm rolling with the dogs Baker has never played this well Public's on
4: the Browns too so
3: How about that
4: Yeah, so, never, I, never it even more. Guessed. <laughs> I
3: hate it even
1: more I believe that's what literally led us to this entire conversation Yeah. So, <laughs> so you and me AJ We like the Ravens
6: That's Good right bro- Good for us. Pat, I got to catch the uh, – I caught the open of the show, and I really appreciate it, and I loved – Diggs almost getting emotional, laying out his what five step process on on what the Steelers need to do. Like I thought you were gonna, I thought you were getting choked up there between two and three. Hold on, so let me let's try to run through. Foxy might get choked here
2: real soon. Yeah, Foxy. Foxy was number
1: five. The five pillars of the Steelers being a good football team again. Number five was Evan Fox. Correct. Mm -hmm. Number one was uh, Fire Randy Randy Fickner. Number two is Juju. Number three was Eric Ebron. Number four was
2: Get defense defense healthy. healthy. Get defense healthy.
1: Yeah, nothing nothing against defense. We just need the boys get back out there. <laughs> yep. But everything else on the offense we need to get rid of. Did you see... Have we talked about Juju dancing on the star yet? You and me? In not the me. bills? I
6: have. Hmm. What? I have not. I know you've talked about it. Did you see... I guess...
1: I did not know he was dancing on everybody's fucking logo at every stadium. I I right? that's his thing? I guess that's like his thing. Yeah, it's good for TikTok because the TikTok is lit. Dude. Yeah. It, it is so super lit, litty, bro. It. It's like super litty. But I... You know... In my eyes, right, Juju, he has to know that he's stirring the pot by doing this, right? Like he's being an instigator here, like a pest. Is that on purpose, you think, or is he just oblivious to it? He's just like, hey, you know what? I love it, dude. It's I it's love it's Liddy, dude. I love. It. You
6: know what? He is like, I guess. Like, how old is he? Twenty five, maybe. Twenty. He's uh, younger than that. Twenty four. I, I mean, he's so young. I didn't. I never thought that he could be like oblivious to it. He's just doing his thing. Like I always just thought he's trolling people, and he does this because he loves to get a reaction. He loves to kind of. You know, mix things up. Yeah, he's like just a, turned twenty four.
1: He yeah, he's a pest. He's like a pest. You know, like in in hockey, they have those types. Mm-hmm. I, and I, by the way, if that's why he's doing all this, I think all the people that are bashing him should respect it a little bit more. If he's actually doing this to now, granted, if you lose and things like that, it, it's going to backfire on you every once mm-hmm. in a while. But if you get a win and because he, he gets some tough yards, I feel like any he blocks. Well,
4: here's the thing: on the field, he's he's played well recently. Like he's probably been the best player on the offense recently. Um, but you know, you just don't want. To give the other team any motivation, like yeah, I, just I don't mean, do it. I mean, I'll, do the, it after the game.
1: I mean, Josh Allen say, hey, "Let them do the singing and fucking dancing. <laughs> <aren't? Yeah. laughs> Let's just go work here, boys, or whatever." I, I am surprised this hasn't caused some shit earlier, though, with Juju on the on the logo. Just some sort of push from somebody. I'm surprised there hasn't been some sort of shit.
9: It did happen in the game against the Cowboys when he scored the touchdown. He was trying to run to the star.
1: And what happened? And the guy slapped oh, yeah. the
9: ball out of his hands. I
1: like that. See that that type of bullshit. I love. Like it's just such bullshit. Like the slap in the we got nothing to do here. What he's dancing on a goddamn logo. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we got to go push him because then the hardball situation happens. I mean, it's just it's in it's a wild scene of, and then Ebron interrupting Josh Allen's post game interview and saying good football game. <laughs> damn what is going on over there pittsburgh steelers fans are fucking they're throwing their terrible towels into the washer and dryer and saying get everything fucking off of this Mm -hmm. thing that we can possibly get this needs not happen anymore
6: yeah it does i well you know pat winning covers up everything everything. covers everything and they've been winning so people haven't talked about it. it hasn't become an issue oh you lose a few games and now all these tiny little things that you'd never think are a big deal become a big deal
4: have you guys been on teams that have started off really really good and then you guys hit a little rut and then you were good again
6: Probably. Thank you. Cool.
4: I rest my case.
6: Yeah, it
1: wasn't
4: a definite, though.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was just a I problem. didn't need a definite. And
1: this is very late in the season, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, the Indianapolis Colts, I guess the year they won the Super Bowl, 2006 – before I was there, I guess they got fucking dog-walked by the Jaguars late in the season, like bad, bad. Ooh. And they, they talked about that as being like a, a moment or whatever. You could see how the Saints could potentially do that with the loss of the Eagles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Steelers do it with a loss to the Bills and the Washington team. Maybe. But I, I don't think I've ever been on a team that's been like awesome, and then all of a sudden we stink, and then just being like, "Oh no, no, we're back to be good again." You know? How
4: much does a, a get right game potentially against the Bengals, like the Seahawks had this week against the Jets, do for a team? Like, does
1: that we're completely off the Seahawks being broken right because they won by thirty seven against the, the sorry ass Jets? Right? Yep. Are we off of that?
9: They got a big game in Washington coming up on Sunday.
1: Oh, we'll and- see. Oh, Ty, 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 that's your starting fantasy football quarterback right nah, there.
0: Nah, I told you. I benched his ass. He made me miss the playoffs. So you know, oh. He's broken for five weeks, and I went 0-5 <laughs> in that same time frame. But so. the Steelers against the Bengals. Steelers, Bengals. Steelers
1: should win that one pretty mightily.
6: They're 13-point favorites, I think.
1: How about Tomlin putting the boys in pads on
6: Friday? Did you hear that? I thought of you. I was watching the Open, <laughs> and they talked about it. I was like, oh, no. I, I, I just <laughs> – I envisioned everyone like, oh, here we go. Steelers are going to manhandle them. They're going to absolutely dominate this game.
1: Well, I'm happy I didn't hear it, by the way, before (laughs) because Friday pads is this late into the season. That must have been one of the most depressed locker rooms of all time, (laughs) just walking in there, people throwing their fucking iPads. Got to put on all these pads. And the defense is like, we got to put on pads because y'all motherfuckers won't run the ball, okay? So that's probably what Tomlin said, by the way. He was like, hey, D, they need to feel it now, too. And Cam Hayward's like, these motherfuckers, (laughs) okay? I've been running my head into people. Now we got to do it. It didn't help. I mean, I guess they committed to the run a little bit more. They ran the ball first play, but I don't think it helped.
4: There was like during the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, there were some good running plays, but after that it was nothing. Uh.
1: The Chiefs can't cover. What else is new? Saints are dead. Colts Titans look good, man. Titans look, Titan- good. Colts look good. Titans looked very good. I mean, granted, it was against the Jags, but I mean, the Jaguars beat the Colts their first game of the year. But they have been who we thought they were <laughs> ever <laughs> since then. Uh, Titans looked very good. Derrick Henry rushes for 200 yards yet again and has two plus touch- uh, rushing touchdowns. Becomes fourth time in NFL. History, yeah, fourth player in NFL history and also has done it four times. Jim Brown only three times. Barry Sanders three times. With Thomas Thompson three times. Congrats to Derrick Henry. He looks unbelievable. They're heating up again at the right time. Colts dominated the Raiders. The Raiders fire their defensive coordinator. And the NFC is just wide open. Yeah. The NFC is wide open. We thought that was going to be a top-heavy uh, – top uh, you get it jesus christ (laughs) a top heavy division but it is not at all now we have no idea who's going to make it who's not the washington football team probably going to win a a playoff game like the the way i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. now this is overreaction monday obviously but the nfc is one big question mark aj
6: i mean washington may win a playoff game if their offense if their defense can score two or three touchdowns right (laughs) last week like that's what you're gonna have to 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 figure out but i mean i think the rams are sitting in a beautiful spot like there's I think they're trending in the right direction maybe the Saints I don't know who they are when does Drew get back do we know
1: Yeah they haven't really they've been very discreet about that whole thing but I would assume the sports books are thinking this weekend it feels like but I uh, the the tweets that all the insiders are putting out, Friday, maybe even into Saturday and Sunday, it felt like maybe a few more weeks for Drew mm-hmm. because they kept laying out all the injuries he had. So you could tell by the way they were wording everything, they were trying to explain why it's taking so long. Like oh punctured lung and broken ribs and all that shit. So that might be another couple weeks. And Taysom Hill looked like he forgot how to play quarterback after learning how to play quarterback a week ago in the NFL. It was a very interesting day for them.
3: Well, and for the Rams and the Seahawks who are kind of interchangeable right now at three and five. Would you rather be the five so you can play the NFC East instead of being the th- three, so you have to play the Buccaneers? Well, yeah, the Buccaneers, I don't think we know
1: shit about the Bucs hmm. either. You know what I mean? Like, the Buccaneers yesterday, there was a lot of misses. The Vikings obviously missed kicks and things like that, but the, it's not like the Bucs are the team that we all thought they were going to be, I yeah. don't think. I don't, I don't no. think so. Dalvin Cook had a hell of a game yesterday. I mean, I don't know. The NFC is interesting. Might be the Pack. Ooh. We'll see. Got to play defense, though, AJ. Got to play defense for the Packers, man.
6: I mean, it was, it's crazy to think that that game, like, like wait. The Lions can possibly win it. Like, is this game really going to be this close? Like, that was crazy to me at the end. And, but it does, that tends to happen sometimes.
1: Well, let's go to Lou Sean and Terre Haute. What's going on, Lou Sean?
6: Hey, how you doing, Pat?
1: Hey, not too shabby. What do you want to talk about, bub?
8: Well, first, thanks to you and the boys for having me on the show. Big fan of the show. Hey, no problem. Hey, being a Indiana State University grad, I was the isu mascot for three years and i've watched plenty of isu football and basketball games i was wondering if there's any way we can get big bobby tanyan on the show to show some isu some
4: love
1: yeah go sycamores by the way he blocked five people mm-hmm. i think the other day what are you holding your hand up
4: um it's funny he says that i believe he may be on the show soon big bob Ooh. Tanyan. Bobby tanyan
1: he might be on the show tomorrow he might be is what? that a definite or might be Definitely. Oh, oh, Big Bob Tunyon! Hey! hey, good question, pal. The guy who was the mascot who was a tree for a few years over there in Indiana <laughs> State. He, you will get a chance to hear from Big Bob Tunyon who blocked five people with one block yesterday, allowed Aaron Rodgers to have 45 seconds in the pocket mm-hmm. to complete a hell of a pass there. Big Bob Tunyon's making quite a name for himself in his os- uh, offense. Also, Tavon Austin got the rock a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be a nice little added spark. The Packers, if that defense can get some stops and some points, it could be good.
0: All right, that's the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, review, all that kind of stuff. We will be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I believe Big Bob Tunyon is also on the show, uh, plus a couple more guests. And we'll recap tonight's Monday Night Football Tilt between the brands. And the Ravens. Thanks again. We appreciate the hell out of you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.